Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Radio. It is time for the final segment of today's show. Arthur Most Wesley Euler. This is the Steelers Blitz. And we always like to keep you guys involved, Power Grid Megawatts. Even when we're not there with you live, y'all still tap in. So remember, the best way to do that is on the Twitter.com at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. You better believe it. You better believe it. But we did have some participation. So, in the words of the multiple Super Bowl winning coach, Andy Reid, Tom's yours. Tom's yours. That's right. That's 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 two. That's two time. Two time Bowl champion. All right. Can, can I tell yeah. you a funny story? Can I tell you a funny story real quick? Mm-hmm. Well, technically, he's three times, right? Two as a head coach, though. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. he was the Packers, he was offensive coordinator Packers, for the Packers yeah. when Brett Favre yeah. won his Super Bowl. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That, it's like with Holgram, right? Yeah, well, yeah. It's like I mean, it's like mm-hmm. with Mike Tomlin too, right? I mean, Mike Tomlin is yeah, one, yeah. one as a head coach, mm-hmm. but 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 and like then two. one as a DC. Yeah, or, Mike, or, yeah, with Mike, yeah, correct. Yeah, Mike Holmgren, uh, Andy mm-hmm. Reid's uh, mentor, and yeah. even a lookalike at times. Uh, but speaking of two time, so so you'll 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 get a kick out of this. Um, just real quick. So my first job, I've told you this before. I've said this on the on the show before. My first job out of college, like first real full time big boy job, was I worked for the hockey team in Ohio. Right, the Youngstown, the Youngstown the traveling phantoms. Yeah. I was the yeah, I was the voice of the team. All sixty games plus preseason and postseason traveled the team. I was the media PR guy, and I even he, sold he some- was he was Larry Richard. He was uh, Billy Hillgrove, and he was Burt Lawton all at the same time. Correct. And Brian and, Martina. <laughs> and some whoever some some Steelers salesperson yeah. is as well, too. Yeah. Uh because Tim, you know, shout out to Tim Post. You, he was he was Tim you, too, man. When you work for those minor league style teams, right? Yeah. That's everybody does that. You do a little bit of everything, and everybody's selling some tickets and selling some sponsorships, right? So Youngstown Phantoms, that was kind of my first big job out of college. Uh our equipment manager at the time when I was doing that, guy named Josh, same age as me. He went on to work for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
won two Stanley Cups with the Tampa Bay Lightning in these past few years. Like yeah, when he was going back, it was the back to back, right? Yeah. yeah, he's got two rings. Like I, you know, I I got I got to be part of one with the Eagles, but I didn't get a ring. Yeah. All right. He's got Josh has Josh has two rings, two Stanley Cup rings. Yeah. <sighs> um like he, he he was assistant equipment manager. Like he got his day with the cup, like all that stuff. Hey. Yeah. Going back That's going back cool, to man. back with Tampa. Um, and then the cool. third one where they went back to the final for the third straight year, but lost to Colorado last year. He retired from the game after that, because I'm sure as you guys can imagine being an equipment manager for an NHL team. I mean, it's a lifestyle. It's it's yeah. nine months a year. You have no life. You're on the road all the time. Your sleep schedule and superstitions and your, and your, too, man. You got to oh roll my with superstitions gosh. too. It's, it's insane. It's, it's, it's absolutely insane. So he, Enjoyed his fun, had, you know, won his Stanley Cups, loved it, did all that, but was like, I'm ready for something more stable. I'm in my 30s now. You know what I mean? So he uh, recently just left Tampa Bay and moved back here to Pittsburgh. He got a job with a uh, a, a, a corporation downtown, let's just say. All right. I don't want to give out too much. In- I don't want to give up too much information about, about yeah. Josh. Um, but so this past Saturday, we decided to go back to Youngstown. All right. We were like, neither of us have been back there for, you know, seven, eight years since we worked for the team. They're playing on Saturday against uh, the Chicago Steel, which is like they have a lot of the the, the coaches and athletic trainers now that were with the Phantoms when we were there. So let's let's go back to Youngstown. Let's have a a good time and everything. Well, they wanted us to come on the broadcast at first intermission. Right. And and, and we so we go upstairs. This is a really long winded story to get to this joke, but it's coming. I promise. So we go good. It's all good. We go upstairs to the broadcast booth. We sit down first intermission with Matt, the new the new voice of the Phantoms. And Matt goes, well, folks, we got a treat for you here. It's former Phantoms broadcaster, you know, now works for iHeartRadio and the Steelers, Wesley Euler. It's former Phantoms. It's former Phantoms equipment manager, Stanley Cup champion with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Josh Famulera. And Josh, it was also, I should say, $2 beer night. All right. So we had had a couple during the first period. Josh Josh goes, hold on, Matt. Hold on, Matt. Two times. (laughs) That one. Two of them things, man. So, yes, when we do Times Yours and we talk about Andy Reid, this is my really long-winded five-minute story way of saying Let's go. two-time Super Bowl two champion. Two-time Super Bowl champ. I love it. I love it. Let's saying, go, man. Saying Times Yours. Let's go. I like that. Uh, I like Scott tweets us and says, gentlemen, hope you found all of the Easter eggs this weekend. I'm finally caught up on all my podcasts, getting caught up on the wide receiver conversation that you guys had last week. Deontay Johnson, with him still being under contract for two more years, I'm not opposed to adding a wide receiver, but I don't think it's uh, the pressing need that some think when you when you consider that you still have DJ under contract for two more years. I, I think that's a fair point, and I think that's why maybe, right, like we're not – jonesing forward at 17 mozi but I, I i still think you need to add another playmaker in that mix somewhere just again for for insurance for competition for depth yeah yeah i think the big thing when it pertains to deontay is just how you view the production versus the dollar amount 18 million a year that's going to be the thing that people are going to weigh and compare his performances to that value in it as him are you the fourth multi- are you the fourth multiplayer? Are you the number one guy at your position? And are we better because of you? Or could we take that money and potentially use it in a couple of other ways on other positions? And I think that's something that Deontay is going to have to deal with while he's under, you know, contract the way that he is. But 
part of the reason why people want to move one is because of the money. The other part is because of George Pickens. Because of how talented he is, people feel like he's the number one guy and we need to start targeting him more. I just feel like both of those guys make each other better because they're different in terms of what they bring to Kenny and ultimately to this offense. I want to know, and I haven't looked into it off the top of my head, but uh, the final year of Deontay's deal, I want to see what the, the potential money looks like in terms of cap hit versus the dead money. Because if it's a scenario where there is no dead money, essentially, then this is a two-year deal and the team has the option to get rid of him if they would like to. And if that is the case, then you typically would draft that receiver this year so you already have him in the system. So then next year, when you move on from Deontay, you're not starting with a rookie and he has no clue and you're asking him to match right. Deontay's productivity. So you would typically want to bring him in this year, even if it's not at 17, maybe it's at 32, to just see can it or at least hedge your bet, so to speak, before you make that decision on Deontay. But that's kind of my approach to it. No, but I, I do that's... feel like that's why a lot of people are so like hot and cold on Deontay since you know last year when he signed the new deal. I, I think that's well laid out by you. I think I think you're absolutely right. And you know, uh, listen, I I I get it. I, I'm not naive here. I I'm not disagreeing um, with the people who there's elements of Deontay's game that can be frustrating. Like I think that's probably the best the, the best way to put it. Right. I. I know uh, the tendency that he has sometimes to to come back on routes after he catches the football drives people nuts. The the hand consistency they do go crazy, right? <laughs> Stop running. And sometimes backwards. it's bad. Sometimes it's sometimes it's bad. Again, I'm not like I'm not saying people are idiots. And, and you know, sometimes it worked though. Sometimes it do work. Sometimes though. it does work, but sometimes sometimes, sometimes the criticism is valid. I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with that. I'm not knocking that. I'm also not you know denying the fact that his hands haven't been the most consistent over his career, yeah. right? Um, and I know a lot of people, as you and I have joked a couple times this offseason, will point to, you know, no touchdowns uh, like it's, you know, like it's some uh, some plight on humanity. Yeah. I I am not ready to write Deontay Johnson off. yet. I'm not ready to write Deontay Johnson off, period, um, but especially not yet. Give him another year having the whole offseason and the in the whole preseason and training camp and everything to develop chemistry with Kenny Pickett, something that they didn't have much of last year is, is Mitch was kind of the guy in that driver's seat throughout the offseason process. Um, see how George Pickens grows in his role and how that affects Deontay as well, too. Maybe Pat Fryermuth in that conversation, how all of that and hopefully an even more improved Steelers run game continues to open up space for Deontay and the other wide receivers and how Kenny Pickett's improvement will play into this equation as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, now that he'll hopefully have again, the same quarterback all season and a guy who's going to, to be improved and taking step forward as he, as he's now in his, his sophomore campaign. I still think you're not going to look at Deontay's contract and go, wow, we're really overpaying for this guy because you got him at fair market value. And so even if he doesn't have, you know, pro bowl type seasons, I still don't think you're overpaying for a good wide receiver. But Motsi, a, pro- a proven starting wide a receiver. A proven starting wide yeah. receiver. So for for all those reasons, I am like I'm bullish. I'm optimistic on on Deontay Johnson having a bounce back season. And again, some people might think that that bounce back season should be you know, oh, he should be having a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns yeah. and you know, being I need a 100 like, catches, a, a 1200 receiving right. yards. Right. 14 touchdowns. Right. Um, I, I, I don't think I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think that's ever going to be Deontay Johnson's game, but I but I think yeah. he is going to prove that he is a a legit uh, you know, 
top two, however you want to label it, but he's a legit top two option on on any team, right? That he might not be a bona fide number one wide receiver, but he's a legit top two option on any team. And uh, and I, I I think that again, you're going to look at his contract. We'll look at his contract a year from now, and we'll say that was fair. Um, he's got one more year and then maybe we can make some decisions depending on what happens with George Pickens and Calvin Austin. And if you add somebody to this equation in the draft who ends up having a solid rookie season, whatever it may be, but I would stress, I, I say all that to say, I would just stress a little patience with Deontay Johnson and, and let's, patience, let's, let's see, let's, let's see what happens this year, because I think there really is an opportunity for, for a lot of elements of that offense to, to take a big mm-hmm. step forward. I would agree, and I do feel like Deontay has to be a a big portion of that for Kenny Ab- and this offense to grow absolutely. the way that it needs to grow. It's not taking away from George Pickens, it's not taking away from Najee Harris, it's not taking away from Pat. But when you think about Deontay, he is the guy that consistently, emphasis on consistently, beats one-on-one press man-to-man coverage, and that is the reason why we target him as much as we do, but ultimately why all the quarterbacks that have played with him have had a certain level of success targeting this guy. He will continue to improve in terms of his hands. We've seen that. The stats show that. Now, granted, we feel a certain way because it's the accumulation for us, so it could be one drop next season, but one drop is going to feel like three drops because we have multiple seasons of it. I've seen That's this just the reality of it. Yeah, but Deontay is a really good player, man, who understands how to help us win, how to help us be explosive in certain elements of it, man. And I just think that what you said, man, just patience with them, having a little patience with them, man, would definitely help him out a long way, though, man. Little patience. I think this is going to be a big year for the offense, for Deontay, for for Pickens, for Fryermuth, for Kenny Pickett, for the run. I, I, like I said, I think you had I think you had one more piece in the draft that whether that be at seventeen, at thirty two, at forty nine, whatever. You had one more piece to this offense, whether it's a left tackle, whether it's a wide receiver, with one of your first three picks. And uh, I, I think there's a real opportunity for this offense to take a substantial step forward to be a better offensive line, a better run game. And because of that, with better quarterback play, hit more big plays in, in the pass game as well, too. Uh, I'm Like I said, I'm bullish, which is a good thing. I know some people hear that word and they think that means like you're but bullish means actually that you're excited, that you're optimistic. I'm and, bullish uh, on the man. Bull- like I think that means a lot of people think like you're giving them the horns. Like you know, like oh. you, you don't, you don't like, you don't like. I'm gonna give it the horns like a bull. I'm gonna go rage out there like a bull. And that's a, it's an old Wall Street term. All right, and uh, I'm bullish on this Steelers offense, 2023, 2024 edition. Like I said, particularly if they add one more piece here at the end of April. There it is. There, there it is. You funny. You laughing over there. Ha ha. Like I amuse you. How? Huh? I amuse you. Like I'm a clown. You think I'm funny? I just wish that y'all that are listening could have seen Wes put up his bull hand signal in the middle of his forehead talking about bullish. <laughs> it's like bullish, like Wall You know what I looked like, that, like uh, bro. The uh, the detention professor in Breakfast Club. <laughs> you mess with the bull, you get the horn. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, I, I just love it, man. I, I wish they could have saw that. That's all. Oh, dude, you funny. <laughs> You funny. Motsu, we got one more tweet here from Andrew. And Andrew's uh, I tell you what, he's been uh he's been giving us something to lean on here with some of these random questions that he lobs in for time. He's like the new me in this regard. Hey, did me change his to identity me. to Andrew? Who? Andrew? No, no, no. <laughs> who who who'd you say? Me? Who, 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 who? Me. Oh, that guy. Because Andrew's been kind of stepping in here, but we'll listen. We'll we'll take the we'll take the tweets, the the, yeah. the randomness, the whatever from wherever it comes. Couple couple funny ones here from Andrew. 
In your guys' opinion, what is the biggest first world problem? Biggest first world problem? Complaining about slow Wi-Fi. That's a really good one. Yeah, when they be like, man, my, my internet going slow, my Wi-Fi slow. I'm like, bro, I'm complaining about technology. Like, that, oh, so that's now. a good thing. That people, yeah. I think he means like in your, like to you personally, what is the oh, biggest? Oh, my, uh, my biggest first world problem. See, I don't want to talk about big first world problem because I feel like y'all going to laugh at me, man. All right. You want me to get mine? I've got a very good. I, 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 I have one. Oh, like it's it's legitimate. I just feel like y'all go look at me a little way. You can you'll be able to relate to this. Is that my something to do biggest, with kids? No, no, no. My 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 big first world problem is I hate going through TSA. Oh, that's a great one. I'm used to that's flying with one. the team. I spent <laughs> 10 years flying with the team, bro. We didn't do TSA. It was no bag check. There was no stop for security. There was no pour out all your liquids. Somewhere to park there, 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 there was none of that. Let me go park in the regular line. Let me go through, get my bag, get my ticket. Let me go through security. Let, that, no, no, no. There was none of that, man. You don't even have to wait for it, in line for food. I mean, there's just food that's, everywhere. That's it. That's you ain't got to wait in line at McDonald's you know, or Chick-fil-A. And, 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 and the fact that they knew what I wanted in my seat. So I had everything that I would be looking for in my seat. Oh, here's your Gatorade, Mr. Moats. Not and, 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 and not just and I don't know. We about to take off. Put you keep put your table up. Could put you could you put your, uh, your your seat back tray away. Put your seat all the, no 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 man. We got the feet up man. We big boy kicking it chilling doing what we want. That's what I'm accustomed to doing when I fly. So the fact that when I fly That's with great family one. commercially, that is no longer the uh, the situation. Yeah, I hate it. It it, it really irks me. It's a really me, good one. It I, really irks me. It's a first world problem. I'm super bougie for it. And I apologize for anybody that's gonna look at me and say, yo, most and he acting brand new. The money did change me, okay? It did. Yes. And I liked it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is I have not last year was my first year traveling on the Steelers charter, and everything Arthur Motes has said yeah. is absolutely correct. Um, I just I haven't gone back to the like I have not flown commercially since I've been on the Steelers charter. So I can't speak to what's that, what that's like being back with all the other peasants, bruh, all the other plebes, bruh. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it's, bruh. <laughs> listen, 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 it would be, it would be like, it'd be like going to Hyde Park or Capitol Grill for a right. month solid and then getting the Salisbury frozen microwave steak meal. That's, you know, that's that's probably about what it would be like. Mozi, it, it, it hurt me, bro. It hurt to me, me though. It, it, it ever changed me, man. I don't know if it this ever changed me. That's a great one, and you know what? I'm, I'm sure yeah. here soon, at some point, I will speak to that. Mm -hmm. um, but but not yet, not quite yet. Um, mine, I think you'll get a kick out of this one. And I don't know if this tech, because like what you said, like having to wait in the security line, that's a first world problem. Complaining about the Wi-Fi, you know, my phone or my AirPods yeah. running out of battery. I don't know if this really qualifies about a as a as a true in the definition the confines of first world problems as it's kind of been you know laid out, but I'm gonna roll with it anyways. Mine is having to take care of your kids when you're sick. Now I know that that's not necessarily a first world problem because that happens all over the world, but like that happened to me for the first time about a month ago when I was sick, not feeling well, and I've got to run. I'm like I got to take care of my daughter as I'm dying like oh it was it's the he most say, miserable wait a minute thing. this is not how this was the work i'd rather I'm supposed to have somebody to do this for me and everybody knows that traffic and slow drivers if you listen to this show traffic That's, and slow yeah. drivers make me feel some type of way i would rather sit behind a slow driver in the left lane for hours than than have to take care of my daughter while i'm sick it was miserable 
That is funny. <laughs> Random question number two from Andrew. What is a topic non-sports related that you could un that you could talk about for hours with no preparation? Hold on, say that again. He said non-sports a topic, related. A, a topic that is non-sports related that you could talk about for hours without preparation. Oh, either movies or music, one or the other. Yeah. If we I talk, we we both got any a couple of types. Yeah, any type of shoes. Movies, could, shoes could certainly action. be one for you. Oh, a thousand percent shoes. Yeah. In fact, we do that. Yeah, we do. We do what that. about you, man? I want to say, yeah, we, yeah, I like mean, soccer. Oh, he said no sports. Never mind. But no never sports. Mind. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to um, say, because, yeah, you any of that overseas stuff, man. Smoking meats. Certainly just, mm -hmm. you know, using a smoker, doing pulled pork, doing ribs, doing brisket, doing chicken, whatever. I mean, I could talk about that for a long time. <laughs> um. Music was another one that came right. To, I mean, yeah. I could I could sit down and talk about the Grateful Dead alone for probably five mm -hmm. hours. Um, don't get me going on Bruce Springsteen. All right, hey don't now. don't hey don't now. make me don't make me bring Jimi Hendrix or the Beatles into this conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, movies is just entertainment. I think in general, right? Movies, video games. Yeah. But the top two, the top two for me would probably be um, really just cooking in general. Honestly, mm. probably cooking and and music. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. That's a good Ooh. one. That was definitely a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. That is a good one. Now, this one, it's funny. I had the privilege. I, I'm, I see these tweets, you know, before Arthur Motes does. I've been, th I've been thinking about this one for like a half an hour, and I still don't know if I have a great answer. But it's uh -oh. a great question, okay? Tell me something that you know how to do that is completely useless. Something that I know how to do that is completely useless. Now, when we say completely useless, like, can we I think within like, the relative scope of, you know, like, like useless like, in like my life or like just in like my current profession or like I just need to know like how useless are we talking about? I, 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 see, that's I, I've been I've been stumped by this one. I've been stumped by this one. Well, because this is my thing. I ha like, for example, I could talk about my skills as a wrestler. I have an elite. There sprawl. you go. That's a good one. I have never used it since kicking butt as a wrestler, though. When I work out on my own, it's a move that I can't do by myself. I need some action. I need somebody to give me a shot, so then I can, you know, work the proper technique, kill the head, get my feet out, and go around there. Then after that, I'm going to circle around your body, and then, you know, I'm going to go to work. I got a mean cross-face cradle. It, it took me to eighth in the state championship as a wrestler, okay? The cross-face cradle, that's my move. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna get that back in this rep. All right, that's how I roll. But yeah, ever since uh, you know my senior year of high school, have not cross face cradled anybody. Probably a good thing that I have not, and hopefully I will never cross face cradle anybody in my future. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a skill that I am very, very gifted in, and I have zero purpose for it right now, man. I can't even practice See, that when I'm working out by myself. I think, that's a, good one. I think okay. that's a good one because that is something that's that's practical, that's tangible, but that you just don't have, you know. Yeah. You know what mine probably you, you know what you just gave me a light bulb moment. You know what mine okay, probably okay. is? What you got? Like how to restring or how to tune a guitar? Oh. Because I just I mean, I have two guitars. I grew up, I mean, I'm going to be honest yeah. with you though. I haven't picked up my guitar since probably 2018 or 2019. You know, it's been 4 or 5 years. So, the knowledge that I have of being able to just I could completely restring, you know, take the six strings off, put six new ones on, yeah. tune that bad boy up. It's relatively useless because I pick up my guitar like once every four or five years, and I'm not gonna ever restring the thing when I'm only playing it that little amount of time. So that's probably that's that's and again, that's a practical skill, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
if if I was on tour I with like Bru- it, if I was on tour with Bruno Mars, how to restring a guitar? If I was on tour on tour with Ed Sheeran, how to restring a guitar would be a practical practical skill. I'm about to say that, yeah, yeah. Not so. That's probably what I know how to do. That again, when I haven't done it in four or five years, you could you could label as useless. No thank respect. You for, thank man. you for inspiring me to that one because I was like doing the same thing. I was thinking back of like what's something I used to do. The oh yeah, play guitar. I used to play guitar all the time. Now I really don't anymore, but I still know how to string one. Let's get it. Let's get it, man. Shout out to the Power Grid. Shout out to the Mega Watch right there, man. We love that. That's a good way to end it today, man. So uh, with that being the case, I want to give a big time shout out to the producer of the show, the one and only Mr. Wesley Euler. Reinforcing the line, Arthur Moe. Hey, I like it. Okay, okay. Well, you get your reinforced then, man. You get your reinforce on. Then after that, man, got to give a shout out to the Power Grid, the Megawatts, man. Your participation never, ever leaves us lacking. So we greatly appreciate you in that regard. Then let me spend the block one final time to shout out my partner in crime, the one and only Mr. Wesley Euler. Ah, uh, Mozi, it's a tradition unlike any other. Ah, uh, some might even call it masterful. But with that being said, we shall reconvene on a later date. But you already know where to find us on your 24-7 home of the black and the go. Stillers. Okay. Nation. Okay. Radio. And there it is. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep, home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.